here we are. Here we are talking about one of the most incredible films of all time. <laughs> is it starting? Have we started? Is this it? Is this this the is it. This, yeah, okay. is, this is real. This is happening. Everything's happening. fucking on record. Don't say any shit about Leprechaun 3 you don't mean from now on. I'm, so, I'm, I'm going silent. I'm, gonna, I'm collapsing. <laughs> your, your silence on the Leprechaun in Vegas is deafening, Matt. Like your platform? Are you kidding me? This is I'm so selfish. You have responsibility <laughs> to the to the masses. <laughs> I think it's so fucked that Max hasn't said shit about the 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 disease you get when a leprechaun bites you that turns you into a leprechaun. It's a problem. <laughs> it is. It affects everyone you know and love. Not just one person in the early nineties. It's a lot of people. The fact that Leprechaun Three is actually just a ninety-minute ad for universal health care to me—that's <laughs> hard. Crazy how Bernie Sanders wrote the screenplay for this movie. It's that's why it's good, I guess, uh, comrades. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that's so fun. Um, there on, really is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. On God? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love this movie. Right? Yeah, I it's a good film. I fucking love this movie. I couldn't believe. And so, Max, just for context, like, we always, we're going through the entire franchise, and we have slugged through one, and we have waited through two to rejoice in three this is sort of where i'm coming from right oh, now is three the good one three so, so far, far yes. is mm-hmm. and a work of art it is a masterpiece <laughs> with no problems <laughs> i agree I, con- I concur yeah uh, you don't have to see the first two i hadn't seen one or two but um i used to watch the show Charmed, so I get leprechauns. I understand magic. <laughs> um, I kind of, I'm in the scene. I'm in the scene. I understand the lore. Um, yeah, you're but... in the scene. <laughs> Max is in it. Are they in an arts it. community together? I get it. I get it. Um, but it's a lot. It was a lot. This film. What's perfect about the franchise is all the magic and the rules changes from film to film. <laughs> no, yes. that's, I'm going to correct you, Becky, not to speak over you and mansplain it, but it changes no, from good. scene. It changes from scene to scene. So. <laughs> I don't need like this boring, continuous, like exponential. Gr- I want to be shocked every scene. Yeah. We don't need a CD-ROM game no. uh, that they give out at Best Buy to get kids ready for third grade math and how to kill a leprechaun if you have to. Name one pawn shop that doesn't have that CD-ROM, I'll wait. <laughs> it's true. It's very unsurprising, but apparently the writer of this film also hadn't seen Leprechauns 1 or 2 and was just given the prompt, Leprechaun in Las Vegas. Yeah. And I think they shot this in 14 days, and one of those days was in the city of Las Vegas. 13 other days, I believe, were at an abandoned hotel or possibly my high school cafeteria. (laughs) (laughs) Only you know that. (laughs) Did you hear the story about the hotel that they filmed it in? No. So it had had apparently been like a filming location for a bunch of other movies. The Graduate was one of them. And I think... What a pedigree. 
the the legacy of the hotel. You got the graduate. You got Leprechaun Three. Um, apparently, one of the Kennedys had been shot there. I think it might have been Bobby Kennedy got shot at the at the hotel. Well, he he knew that they'd filmed Leprechaun Three there, and he just knew that's where I want to go. So he he tipped yes. off an assassin. Yes. To have him, mm-hmm. to have him shot there. I'm trying to think it's of like. It's a kink. <laughs> <laughs> I sure hope nothing happens to me at the filming locations yeah. of Leprechaun oh, Three. Gee, the problem is that Bobby Kennedy found one of the shillings. Little did he know there was going to be yet another killing. <laughs> You're good at this. Are you sure you haven't seen the other Leprechaun movies? You've done this. <laughs> like I'm, I'm familiar with the lore. I get it. I, you, I get, am... you get the game. <laughs> I know. I understand. <laughs> I, I too speak in riddles. So as <laughs> when he was doing it, I was like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like. What what's the best way to give to give Max a sense of like the narrative that we've been following up to this point? Because like best as I can tell, the thing that we've been observing over the course of these movies is that it, it feels as though the filmmakers of the movie we're watching now listened to the episode that we recorded last and are like in on the bit with us. Really, yeah. I think the name of the game with like this movie and this series is in on the bed. Yeah. Um, Cause any of like the goofy stuff that we riffed on in the last episode, now we're, we're watching filmmakers who are like with, with every entry, they're like, you know, it'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah. What if, what if he were hitchhiking in Las Vegas? You know, we got this leprechaun. What if he were thumbing for a ride? <laughs> what if he met an Elvis impersonator? Uh, were, the, and- were the other two very serious? The the first one was the most serious. It had like this kind of weird patina of trying to be a little bit scary, but mostly fell fat, flat on its face. And the second one, I liked the second one, but it pales in comparison. Yeah. Can I ask, I assume the first shot of the leprechaun in each of the three films is his tiny heels clicking across a counter? Is that is that not <laughs> the same? Is that the same through the... <laughs> No, the first shot in the first okay. uh, Leprechaun film is of a farmhouse in North Dakota. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, yeah. It there's not nothing is the same in any of them. Like to be to illustrate this in the first film, he's six hundred years old. In the second film, which is after the first film, he's celebrating his two thousandth birthday. <laughs> right. And the, and all the rules for kill he is resuscitated and killed in all of them in different ways and all the rules are different every time and I'm starting to fucking vibe with it like they're saying yeah. like just forget that doesn't matter for this there's a separate thing and they just make up new rules as they go and I'm like okay I'll just forget and now I love it and now I love the film was the man in the with the hook hand from a previous episode absolutely not there he <laughs> was though <laughs> yeah. Medallion that turns him into a statue, not a thing. The that medallion has was new? Brand spanking new. It was so important. It was, you know what? It was important, but that doesn't mean I need to know what it is or where it came they, from. They change his weakness every day. This weakness in the second movie was wrought iron. Uh, <laughs> that actually is, I think, accurate to, to the is, science. Is that Leplore? <laughs> to the Leplore. Yeah. Lep science. Lepiology. <laughs> you know, there was, there was a theory that we had thrown out 
like jokingly in the last episode that there are multiple leprechauns and that each movie is about a new like leprechaun clone slash like uh asexual budding child of like some grand mama leprechaun on another planet did did y'all know that that is like an existing and substantiated fan theory <laughs> that like that we didn't come up with that that there are lots of fans of this series who embrace the idea that somewhere there's like there's a plane of existence where there's like thousands of these things that look identical just hustling and bustling around each other being like hi my be deadly die hi die die they gave us every reason to think that like they all now, now, are different men PJ you're not going to believe this but I didn't know that and uh, <laughs> I thought you were a fan. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Just because I've gone to a couple of con cons doesn't mean that I know everything <laughs> there is to know about the, Shut the science. The fuck up. <laughs> a con con. <laughs> I like this person. <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you. All right, I'll do the podcast every time. I guess. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of the podcast, uh, Max, welcome to Dead Horse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We started recording? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Um, and everyone who's listening, this is Max Spinelli. He's a super talented stand-up in New York. He has his own podcast. This is actually not his first podcast. It's absolutely insane. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So we are so happy to have you. We're happy to convert a fellow human quite literally we might give you a little bite and <laughs> that works <laughs> yeah uh, well thank you for having me i'm so happy to be here and uh, i i i really do hope that um we can make a wish together yeah, yeah. and new that's also new lore that was not in the last one. Oh, the, there weren't lit wishes okay well yeah no no wishes that's <laughs> i think it might help that i didn't see the other movies then. <laughs> You know, you just black out the second the new ones start. Um, so uh, we will give a summary for everyone to sort of understand what we're dealing with. But I think I just, I've already said I love it, but I think I just want to like, I think my biggest excitement about this is that, okay, this movie did two things. All the side characters and all like the storylines mm -hmm. were amazing. And They're all incredible. of the so actors... Funny were so good. Like, Loretta and Mitch, I am absolutely in love with both of them. They were so mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. Everyone was funny. And even our two leads, who in the beginning, I was like, uh, by the end, I was like, they got something going on, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, they really turned it around. And uh, I, I, that is not the case for any of the other Leprechaun movies. Uh, for all the other ones, you're just like... I'm slugging through what I had said is like um, a play your high school drama teacher wrote that's like way too long just <laughs> mm -hmm. to get to the leprechaun bits. Whereas in this one, when I was watching, when the leprechaun came up, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we do, we should probably check in with him, even though I was like perfectly content <laughs> <Yeah>. with all <laughs> the other shit. Um, yeah, every time they, they cut to like the two hitmen or whatever who Mitch owes money to who are acting incredibly naturalistically, yes. like really. Yeah. I like, love they're them. in a John Cassavetes movie while everybody else... <laughs> like, have two men ever had more chemistry than those two? Well, that's the first... The, the mob man that's shaking down this man was the first one to, to wish for health care for all Americans. That was what he did. Yeah. <laughs> 
He was like, what do I want? I want I want brown hair and I want universal health care, you little bitch. He's a good person. He's great. He's a really good person. He really does have like weirdly more of a moral compass than like most of the characters who are in the universe of this movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I for they didn't it, it felt like nobody knew what was happening until a half hour in. Like, for the first half hour of the film, I wrote down, no one speaks with a normal human cadence. No. Uh, <laughs> it felt like they were reading the lines for the first time and yeah. also reading for the first time. It was... Uh, <laughs> it didn't make sense. They were like, you're a star. Don't be ridiculous. It was... <laughs> it was real bad. Uh, Scott's energy in the beginning is absolutely shocking. Scott is our lead, and Max had texted me that the way Scott was treating Tammy was scarier than the leprechaun. <laughs> and, and it's just true that Scott is behaving as though he's never seen a human woman before when he looks at her. Um, mm-hmm. The energy in the beginning is absolutely unparalleled and very strange, but he really He's grows just on me. a normal human boy yeah. with a check for the entirety of college <laughs> in his pocket like yeah. regular boys do. You know when your dad writes what the check is for on the outside of the envelope, <laughs> <laughs> like a letter? <laughs> this should get you through the year. Good luck. You <laughs> Here, don't stop by Vegas on your way to college. <laughs> I, you know what's fun, though? In Scott's defense, they did have, uh, I guess, maybe a, a, a PA or somebody on set to, throughout the film, rub ice cubes on Tammy's nipples to keep them firm <laughs> and upright, <laughs> popping through that blouse How the entire time. How else are supposed to react? <laughs> <laughs> it's acting. <laughs> you need your scene partner to be awake. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Very 90s in in all the good and the bad ways. Extraordinarily so. Like, everybody's hair is so floppy. like <laughs> And yet crunchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's got the, what's his face? Skeet, not, is it Skeet Ulrich or Scoot McNary in Scream? Who has the, like, hair so gelled it's, like, jagged and actively oh, cutting his face throughout Scream. That's Skeet Skeet. That's Skeet that's Skeet, Skeet, that's right. That's Mr. Ulrich. That's <laughs> Doctor Ulrich. <laughs> My name is Ulrich. Doctor Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> you know, um, there's there's something about the the way that this movie leans into being knowingly funny that feels like they are making the best of what they realized had been working about mm-hmm. the first two Leprechaun movies and what it was about them that was making them a success. Um, and I don't, I don't know how well Leprechaun 2 did theatrically, because this is their first one that's, like, straight to video. Um, and you can really hear it in that score where, like, some guy is just going fucking nuts on a Casio. Um, <laughs> but what they've, what they've gotten for that is that they found this director, Brian Trenchard Smith, who is, like, a, a pretty, like, venerated figure of, like, the Ozploitation movement, like exploitation crazy b movies coming out of australia it's the same movement that like um that george miller came out of um and brian trenchard smith is this like very respected person over there both for the actual movies that he directed um i think dead end drive-in is the name of the kind of like repo man-esque um post-apocalyptic teen action movie set at a 
dystopian drive-in theater that like this is like very violent and very zany but also like a well-directed well-calibrated like comedy that i think quentin tarantino has cited as like one of his favorite b movies ever Mm. um Mm. but he he has both made something that's like laughing at the canon of like the leprechaun movies and allowing you to have fun as someone who's soldiered through the bad stuff but he's also getting the most out of the potential of we have a horror movie series where this really funny lovely actor named warwick davis who has a genuine flair for comedy is in on the bit and having fun with us but it also i think by doing that it actually manages to successfully capitalize on the promise of the original one of what if we made a horror movie about a leprechaun Mm-hmm. And it turns out that the way to do that is to make something that is, like, knowingly funny. To make something that happens in this ridiculous universe where, like, all of the human characters are, like, extremely immoral and extremely corrupt and silly and stupid. And that, like, the Leprechaun is not the only fantastical, silly, comical element in this universe. He kind of just brings out the <clears throat> worst in people that are already kind of corrupt. Yeah. Mm. Mm. True. And the, I mean, the result of that is that, and like Becky, you were talking about this. They, there is this whole cast of human characters who are so, um, uh, fucked up (laughs) (laughs) that it's, I don't know. It's really fun to watch them and they're having fun with it. Like the, the whole world of like Fazio and Loretta and Mitch is so fucking That's a funny. culture I want to be a part of. I'm just saying. <laughs> I want to be a part of Fazio culture. Fazio, Fazio is the nastiest skank bitch ever put on. <laughs> <laughs> He's just terrible. Also, poor Loretta. I mean, yes, she's cheating on the roulette thing, but everybody calls her fat every time they see her. And the poor thing is just not even... She's not even overweight. No. Yeah, no. That's, the bit is um, deeply warped. <laughs> when she gets, like, her hot body, I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's not far off from what we were okay, working with. Yeah. <laughs> it's mostly the clothes. Like, yeah. you just got a haircut. She changed. <laughs> wait, it was literally mostly a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, but to, to PJ's point, I think, like, this is truly, like, the epitome of, like, a little, an annoying demon wreaking havoc that's just, like, a little pesky. Yeah, mm. there's a little bit of chainsawing people in half. But besides that, it's mostly, to its credit, when he walks into the room, people aren't like, ah! They're like, mm-hmm. who are you? <laughs> like, they're, like, <laughs> a little, like, uncomfortable and confused, <laughs> like, at worst. And sometimes they're so happy. Sometimes there's a room full of people watching Leprechaun wield a chainsaw, chanting, yes, 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 yes. Bone saw, bone saw. I mean, it's Vegas, and all of that, that does seem very realistic to me. I, yeah. If I was in, in Vegas, and and one of those little guys walked right by, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like, those little okay. guys. You were born here, you belong here. Generations like, okay, have been here. I love it. I love the look. Where can I cop? Like, it's amazing. <laughs> Except that people do ask him multiple times about his shoes. Where do I get those? <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, he's click clacking through everywhere. It's amazing. Little stilettos. <laughs> this is also the least violent he's ever been. I mean, he's definitely biting people's toes and ears off and stuff, sure. but multiple times throughout the movie, he just like sees somebody and talks to them for a second. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Just checks in. I know. It's like. He really like wreaks havoc in like a very chill way, and it's like very watchable. <laughs> and also like just the way it happens is I do feel like they're in on the bit in a way that's not annoying. I'm not like it's not Ricky Gervais talking dog like like sarcasm. <laughs> it's like it's like they're allowed to do that. Whatever they've done and whatever line they're straddling of like owning the humor of it, like this to me was the perfect amount. I found myself laughing because they meant to make me laugh almost mm. throughout the entire thing. But at the same time, it's Leprechaun the movie. The natural formula is going to make me laugh at them. So I had a wonderful <laughs> time. <laughs> Oh, what a film. Should we do a sum? Yeah. All right. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> how does it, I don't know, I don't know how the podcast works. This is not your Yeah, no, no, you don't need to carry this. This is a this is um I'm sweating already just at the idea of doing it. Um This is our burden. Yeah, no. You you don't need to carry it. Um oh, So Leprechaun 3. Leprechaun 3. Um we're coming in hot. We are at a pawn shop. Let me do a zoom out version real quick. So overall, <laughs> Leprechaun comes in, new lore. He is cement with a medallion around his neck. Uh, he wasn't uh, even cement before? Nothing. No. It was the same. <laughs> okay. I th- what did they do at the last one? Did they just shoot him? No, Came he Came out of a up. tree. Yeah. Oh, you mean at the and end? Yeah, he, he blew up. He- he blew up. Yeah. Because they hit him with wrought iron. You know when you blow up, you become cement. So it's like science. <laughs> Come back in. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy comes in. He absolutely has a hook for a hand and an eye patch and I think like a peg leg. That's not important. You don't need to know why. And he's terrified and he tells the pawn shop owner, do not touch the medallion. So, of course, the pawn shop owner. <laughs> this is the first thing he does. And um, wears it. Leprechaun wreaks havoc upon las vegas where he's at uh kills that pawn shop owner but one of the shillings is missing we have a young uh i want to say 18 year old named scott he's driving through las vegas to go to university he runs into tammy who's trying to catch a ride off the side of the highway to work he can't believe how hot this average looking white woman is he just (laughs) can't fathom it so he follows tammy to the casino gets wrapped up in gambling um because oh fuck i'm losing um well he cashes the twenty three thousand dollar check his dad gave him for school because everybody does that all in one go (laughs) he gambles it all away so then he goes to the pawn shop across the street where the leprechaun is takes a shilling um ultimately he gets bitten by the leprechaun and become and begins to turn into one um and this is how the movie contagion was born (laughs) Um, but how come gupta didn't turn into one because he was also bitten twice there was a bit where blood went into the wound yeah, right. yeah, because okay. Scott stabs Leprechaun. Yeah, I'm sorry, in the head I was being then... stupid. <laughs> Fine, everyone always does that the first one. 
You, you really need to have watched it three or four times to, yeah. to catch all the intricacies. Don't the even beat yourself up. Yeah, you got to set an alarm on your phone every day. Get a planner. You know what I mean? Just... This truly is the first thing I did when I woke up this morning. I feel like I'm in a fever dream. It really... I, it fucking same for me. I, walk, I stepped in cat puke on my way to the TV and then like addressed that very quickly, but then just like sat down nursing a satyr hang over and was just transported into this world i being hung over is a great way to watch these movies it's it's a wonderful way to make time pass physically which is really all you want (laughs) (laughs) you know it's good i'm a little frustrated because i uh i'm currently on a a no weed uh strike with myself so Mm -hmm. i had to raw dog not just life but also this film which was an experience (laughs) What sort of POV did that give you? Um, like be- being straight edge now. Um, like how did you yeah, sort of interpret yeah. being, this? Just being like a, like a pinnacle of society. I <laughs> was like, I just like several times throughout this film, I was like, how did I get here? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what, choices? what choices did I make <laughs> that put me here? You, know? you have to like really, you have to walk backwards and say, that was a mistake. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, you watch oh, this movie, you really think to yourself, am I doing enough drugs? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> am I taking too good a care of myself? I really think I really liked Warwick in this one more than I did in the others, for sure. I think I started to finally accept, like, this is the formula, like, it's not up to him, and he's doing a great job with it. It's just, like, if you have to rhyme every single film and laugh at each rhyme, like, he's killing it. Like, if that's what your job is, like, absolutely nailing it. Um, But especially in, like, the little infomercials that he had to do, I mean, he is, like, such a charismatic and, like, really funny performer. I just Mm -hmm. think that the choices that they chose in Leprechaun 1, like, didn't quite resonate with me but like watching him branch out and like um be all these different characters and like dressing up in like a nurse's outfit and like oh i loved that oh that so was great. great like so much of it, so much of him was just i could really see him having a lot of fun with it and it didn't feel like he felt like he had to like it felt like he was like owning the film it was very good i liked it I mean, in the pre. Oh, sorry. No, no, please, please. I'm a guest. (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say, in in the previous two films, like he is very single minded about his quest for like whatever piece of gold is missing from his pile. But like, he never his his detours aren't as significant. Here, he keeps getting to the room that the gold is in, and then coming up with the most circuitous (laughs) character based route to get it back every time it's it's really kind of a solo show more so than the other films yeah there's a lot of watching warwick do bits by himself which i'm here for i I quite enjoyed it oh it's a good it's a good movie this is a really good movie this is a a very very good movie (laughs) no we totally agree um i thought him doing an elvis impression would be like my hell but turns out it's my absolute heaven and saving grace (laughs) I mean, do, don't forget, it's an Elvis oppression immediately followed up by him pooping in a magician's hand. <laughs> <laughs> what color is it? Just curious. It's green. 
and it does not look healthy. <laughs> it really was just steaming Play-Doh, and they didn't even pretend that it wasn't. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. And we got we got Scott and Tammy, our two, our two winsome leads, and honestly, they really, really grew on me. In the beginning, I was like, oh, here are these jokers, like, and, and then... Once the movie goes on, I can really see why they were cast. Tammy, like, has an incredibly vulnerable, like, tearful moment after being, right. like, sexually exploited by her boss. Mm-hmm. Who I love, by the way. Love <laughs> <laughs> um, but Oh my it's gosh, like, great guy. <laughs> it's like, I feel like they did him dirty. Um, but she, like, has, like, a really honest reaction that like absolutely does not belong in this movie and it is like a billion times better for it she's like very tearful and like completely heartbroken over it and scott very genuinely and earnestly like wants to fight for her and like avenge her Mm -hmm. and like go find mitch and it's really when scott starts becoming a leprechaun Mm -hmm. that i go he was meant to do this like the guy can do it. I think it's. I think it's funny because you can see the director panicking. He's like, "I think we made a mistake with Scott." <laughs> and then and there's just there's a turning point in the film where the director clearly was just like, "Scott, go ahead, pop that shirt off, pop pop that shirt." And then for the whole second act, my guy just nips out <laughs> until they get to him turning into a. Leprechaun. And then they're like, "Okay, now he can speak. He does that really good." <laughs> you can do the Irish stuff, I guess. <laughs> Now, Scott, Scott, if you take the shirt off for one more minute, you can start the Irish stuff, okay? You gotta earn it. You just, come on. I want to start now. <laughs> Someone oh, get latex God. on that boy's chest. Yeah, for real. <laughs> but he's fucking good. Like, he, the he's charisma, great. the Irish charisma. I'm like, oh, Scott, yeah. you were born to do this half of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much only that half, though. The the whole idea of like leprechaun body horror, um, of mm. of someone werewolfing into Warwick Davis doing an Irish accent, of 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 the leprechaun having like not even an evil twin, but like like a virtuous tall twin, <laughs> is like is is like pretty genius and yeah. For a while, like, I couldn't tell if Scott was just, like, um, a bad actor trying to play, like, like a, a, a shticky, like, good guy. And then when I mm-hmm. realized that they were really playing up him being a hapless Boy Scout so that they can have him be uh, the leprechaun's brother yeah. and, also, <laughs> and also a hero was when I was, like... Fully on his side. The leprechaun's brother should be like. <laughs> the leprechaun's brother. Part of the title, leprechaun, leprechaun three. three the leprechaun's, leprechaun's brother. Le- leprechaun three, all in the family. <laughs> <laughs> and like, uh, like all all the performances are are sort of like that, where there's this huge degree of stylization, and you're like, I don't know if this works, but like, especially with Scott. While he's mid-leprechaun transformation, it really works, because when he dips out and realizes he's done something leprechaun-y, he really underplays it. He does, like, a huge limerick. It's like, penis out, Groton! What, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> it's so honest. He's like, why am I talking like that? <laughs> I could barely hear him. Like, it was fully for him. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> Off mic. 
<laughs> yeah, it's film. Film should feel like you're you're seeing private moments. You know? Yeah, it's like something I got to have in this one and didn't in the others. <laughs> Those were for me. Um, yeah, yeah, one hundred. He's a he's an Irish star. What can I say? Um, he absolutely rocks that those long mutton chops or whatever sideburns. I mean, it's incredible mm-hmm. stuff. Did the makeup? I, I the makeup felt very good and gross. And yes, yeah. yes, it was much yeah. better. It was disgusting. Like, Can I say something? No. I I like this movie. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I like this movie, but. Where I come from, and I do believe maybe it's a sign of the times, I believe leprechauns should play leprechauns. And I get that, like, this guy was, like, good. He was right for the part at the time, but it's fine. You- <laughs> oh, sorry. You can't make this film in 2022. You know what I mean? You can't make it in 2022. Unacceptable. It was a bit much. It was the 90s. It was the time. Yeah, it's the 90s. <laughs> It was a different time, okay? <laughs> to, to Dixon's point about the makeup, um, there, were, there were a couple moments in this movie that, like, really impressed me. But one of them is, this movie has all of these intersecting threads of all of the funny, flamboyant, crooked people who exist in this fucked ecosystem in, like, the cheapest corner of Las Vegas. But once Scott starts transforming into... Uh, the leprechaun's brother. The movie takes us to a Las Vegas hospital where there are, in fact, people playing slot machines in the lobby of the hospital. (laughs) Um, And also, all the doctors are crooked, too. Uh, If they find that someone has money on them, they'll start coming up with as many... Let's just start with all the procedures that begin with A. Um, they, they start getting into this body horror. There's a scene where they take off Scott's shirt to, to take his heart rate. And he has this chest piece that is sinking in and it looks really tight. It looks like it is conforming to his ribs. And you see this makeup appliance on his chest as he's breathing. And it looks really freaky. It looks Mm -hmm. really scary. It's a well done appliance. I found out that, um, this guy, Gabe Bartolos... That's a name. Like I feel like I've heard, I've seen that in like uh, spooky movies, like special effects done by before. He's he's got like a like a whole like body of work. I'm I'm trying to remember other movies that he worked on. I think he was like in the makeup crew for like the the Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie, but he I think designed the original Leprechaun makeup for the first one and stayed on these movies both because he had, like, a friendly relationship with the production company at Trimark, but also, by this movie, he had a really good working relationship with Warwick Davis. And they both became very attached to each other, uh, and to this character, and to the makeup design, and all the possibilities of it. Um, This is really the movie where you can feel them starting to know how to have fun with, with a leprechaun movie, um, and how to make it, like, satisfying and gross. The initial bite when Lubdon... We should say, by the way, Lubdon is not <laughs> the canon name of the Leprechaun in any of these movies. I found out that that's what the fans call him, because there's a four-issue comic oh. series where they name him. Apparently, Mark Jones, the screenwriter of the first one... This is all really important information. You'll need to know this later. There will be a test. <laughs> I'm paying attention. Please <laughs> 
there will be there will be a 25 minute quiz at the end. Um, what if I turn and I just had the comics right here? I'm like, I'm looking for Love Don. I don't see. <laughs> I'm not seeing Love Don in the in the lore. Hold on. We're voting PJ off the podcast. <laughs> Uh, PJ, sorry. We looked at the Leprechaun comics. We did our best. <laughs> Wait, so what is his actual name, though? Does he not have a name? The is it just Leprechaun? Leprechaun? I guess in the movies, he's just the Leprechaun. The okay. writer of the first one intended to name him Basil, apparently. What? Oh. Um, but as far as we're concerned... Can't give him a normal name. His name's Mike. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> the, the, the dreaded Mike. There's a whole planet of mics somewhere all running into each other, figuring out new ways to menace corrupt human beings and also new ways to be killed. Um, yeah, and in the comic of Leprechaun 3, it was clear that the, the Leprechaun Scott was turning into was Neil. <laughs> Fans of Neil will remember. No, Gabe Bartolos is um is like part of the the Leprechaun family by this point, and when they come up with gags like um splitting a guy in half in like a saw in half magician box and having his entrails drag out, um, mm. those are things that he's like a little better prepared for and a little bit more excited to like um, showcase in in this movie because I think I think they know what the game is. Is really is really the the big difference between this and certainly the first movie where they're like noticing on the fly like hey you know it's kind of funny that we have like a leprechaun in this movie right <laughs> and the writing is so great like everything supports the fact that they understand what's good about the the movie and the idea now like mm -hmm. the the actors I'm assuming has to be some some improvising I mean they're so talented. And the um, the directing is so good. Like, it's so funny. I This is, like, so small. But, like, there are so many things in this movie that, like, just didn't have to be there but just blessed me by being there. Like, do you remember when Loretta... And also, side note, Loretta it works in the casino. She's this, like, incredibly winning, um, I want to say, like, mid-40s, late-40s woman who's, like, very up... Uh, she looks very, like, normal. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> they just obviously, like, gave her big hair, and they were like, uh, yuck! Um, but she... <laughs> so she finds out the coin, it, like, grants wishes. So when Mitch is upstairs with Tammy, like, about to take advantage of her, she's running up to steal the coin. And do you remember when she's running down the hallway and then someone comes out of their room and then she starts walking she starts slowly walking. and then the, the <laughs> second they pass, she keeps with that bizarre jog. <laughs> that's, like, that's so it's fucking so funny. Good. It's so There's good. The so many lines, and I, I pulled out a bunch of them that are so good. One of them, on the subject for Loretta, when she tells Fazio about the magic of the coin, and he goes, Loretta, darling, if you want magic, bend over. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like, all of it felt so authentically what I imagine a movie about Las Vegas would feel like, you oh, know? Yeah. It transported. I can yeah. smell the cigarettes. <laughs> that is absolutely a place people smoke inside. <laughs> <laughs> this movie does reek of a place where people are smoking inside. This movie mm -hmm. has yellow wallpaper. It's cloudy. Um, <laughs> it's very cloudy. Um, the um, 
one of the cool things that I've discovered uh, doing research for these movies was that um, there's a there's a YouTube channel where all of the home video featurettes on like the making of these movies. There's a YouTube channel that has uploaded all of them. So there's like a proper behind the scenes featurette for all the movies we've gotten to do, which has been a treasure trove. Um, one, because Warwick Davis is interviewed on all of them. And I think uh, like part of the key, I think, to the fact that Warwick Davis has become like like a proper like cult movie celebrity um, is that beyond just being a very charming actor who people have a very easy time working with, he is a great, great interview. Like, I became aware of him, I think in middle school, um, VH1 was doing a series of, like, little televised documentaries on the Star Wars trilogy, and anytime you can get Warwick Davis to tell stories about playing an Ewok and, like, hitting it off with Carrie Fisher, or her bringing, like, milk and cookies to the set for all the little kids playing the Ewoks... Um, he's like enchanting, um, but they were actually able to bring back a surprising amount of people for the retrospective on this thing. And it, it shouldn't surprise anyone too much that John Demita as Fazio and Caroline Williams as Loretta, um, were very enthusiastic to come back and talk about their experience working on this thing, their experience working with each other and working with this director. Um, I mean, what stands out to me is that they sound like, very creatively satisfied by working on mm. this movie. They sound very, very proud of the scenes that they got to come up with together and for the the amount of improvisation that the director would allow and would collaborate and would, like, plus them on. Um, so they have all these moments that they, like, weren't sure would make it in that this director was willing to, like, roll with. Like, there's, there's some moment where Fazio and Loretta come up with a scheme together to, like, steal the coin. And they they turn to each other and do, like, a very theater kid, like, three-second maniacal cackle before yes. they turn back. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's so yeah. good. It's- oh, I mean, they're stars. They're absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I, th- I think also for the interviews, this is very top of mind for them still because it was also their last acting role each. But uh, I do think... That- <laughs> Superstars. <laughs> no one hasn't seen this movie. <laughs> you are erasing so much anime voiceover work that Batman has done. Okay. What about additional voices in Freebirds, Max? I'm sorry. I've erased it. <laughs> Erasure. They honestly, Fazio and Loretta should have gotten a TV show spinoff from yes. this film. And they yes. still deserve it to this day. To this day. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is IFC doing? <laughs> like that fucking got thirty thousand dollars lying around. I and the Caroline Williams who plays Loretta is like a like a proper like scream queen, like venerated mm-hmm. in horror. Cause she she also plays the lead in um Stretch in, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre ah. Two, which is a wow. great movie. And she is great in Sweet. it. I, I really love her. Um I do not know anything about Fazio's career before or after this, but, you know, I'm willing to bet it's the crown jewel in a, in a long... <laughs> and both character arcs were just, like, so clean-cut and, like, satisfied, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Loretta wants to be beautiful. She wishes on the coin that she's beautiful. 
sure, we feel like she looks pretty similar, but <laughs> she feels really good yeah. after she gets that wish. And yeah. um, then the leprechaun, like, blows up all of her, like, like blows up her tits and ass and lips, and so then she dies that way. Um, mm. And then Fazio wants to be the greatest magician ever and, um, you know, gets sawed in half in the middle of his act. So, like, these were really satisfying like, well-played-out deaths where we got to, like, really fall in love with the characters and all of, like, their little isms before they before they died, which um, made it worth all this exposition, you know? Mm. Like, it was, like, fun mm. rather than, wow, I just didn't need to know this for the last 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. And uh, when, when Mitch is introduced, he says, I want to die fucking an Austin Powers robot. <laughs> and so it's like, oh, when he does, it's like full circle. I forgot that. <laughs> it's like, so it's like beautiful. Like it's, it's, um, you know, it's very touching stuff. The thing about the writing here is that it's just, I mean, it's just incredible. This is really just a book. I mean, this is a book that you're <laughs> <laughs> This is literature. <laughs> I think that's like. When Tolstovsky wrote the initial script, <laughs> oh, the screenplay, up. I think it's just, it's one of those things. You can see it come to life. Which you I, do, you do. I didn't think it'd be like this, but it's like, yeah, no, it paid off. Yeah, no, this is what he wanted. <laughs> this is the first time they gave a MacArthur Genius Grant to everyone who worked on the film. <laughs> you know, oh my to, the, to the point about the scene where uh, Loretta makes the wish, um... I, I mean, I have I have two thoughts about that. The first one is that when she goes into the mirror and we, we should say there is one golden coin that's missing and whoever gets the coin gets to make a wish. And once you have the coin, the wish that the last person made wears off. Um, and so every every character in this universe gets their chance to do something really immoral uh, and and meet a horrible fate with the leprechaun because of it. Um, I I could have sworn that when she said she wanted to be beautiful into the mirror, that there was like some real some real pain in that delivery too. Like she really sunk her teeth into it. When when y'all saw um, Loretta get massively inflated titties and ass and lips. Just get fucking yossified to death and like her, her boobs blow up and her ass blows up. Was anyone else just me watching that thinking, you know, wow, you know, dreams do come true. <laughs> well, it was tough because I was jerking off, but it was. <laughs> Hard to do both, but Hard yes. To do both. <laughs> Weird movie to watch four days after you have your consultation appointment for uh, hormone reversal therapy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So something that uh, that we talked about extensively on the last episode, Max, is in, in the finale of Leprechaun 2, mm -hmm. Leprechaun pretends to be a woman to um to kiss the leading man hey. and he he does that this is a recurring theme apparently i there's a lot of leprechaun assuming other uh, assuming the identity of other people to make out with them yeah. like i <laughs> Like, this is happening a bunch. I love the idea that the, what's stopping people from making out with him is the gender, not the face. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about that, you know what I mean? It's like, they're boys. He just needs to have the right holes, because everything else is working. <laughs> and I was 
was gonna say, and in the last one, he wants a bride, but we were like, "Do you? You want a bride?" Yeah. <laughs> it's all a spectrum. So. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish someone had seen the leprechaun and been like, "Hey, toots." Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're one hole away from being a star. <laughs> I wish I wish someone had tried to like recruit Lubdon into into being a dancer, into into an outfit, cause he's, you know, he's down, he's down to try stuff. There's a lot of out the outfits, Max. That's a new thing in this one too. As is like the ironic wish deaths. Like in mm. all all the deaths in previous Leprechaun movies have kind of just been like. I'm a little guy, and I'm going to get you. Like, there's never been a theme, There's really. a beauty to that as well. Yeah, no, it has yes. its own sort of charm. Um, he did, it was just like more menacing, just like, I'm bored, like. <laughs> like, oh, damn it, I wish he had something to do. I love how much he, he hits people with a tiny styrofoam stick, and it, it clearly is just bouncing off of them, and he's like, hey, come on, yeah. I'll... He's like such a fucking pig with that mallet, you know what I mean? Yeah. It is a bummer because like there there are three intensely involved makeup heavy um, death scenes and then two guys just get kind of like just fucking smacked around a little bit (laughs) and die of embarrassment. (laughs) The comedy mob guy goes out. Well, the casino mob guy goes out with one last iconic line, and he just goes, tell me, what was Judy Garland really like? (laughs) And then he passes. I was like, that's the smartest, funniest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, whoever wrote this either went on to do incredible things, and I don't know, because I didn't look it up, <laughs> or they should have. There's No, there has to be an element of it where the director was like, honestly, just be yourselves in a little bit of a character. Because, yeah. like, there's, like, especially, like, and that's why it's, like, they clearly filmed it in order, because the characters are figuring yeah. it out. Like, the actors are figuring mm. out as they go along. Like, there's, like, a later scene when Tammy and, and uh, Scott are, like, how are we going to beat him? And Tammy's, like, remember what the computer said. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> They're just having fun. <laughs> I forgot that they leave the leprechaun lore computer just running through the whole thing so that just anybody playing can... on a loop. Don't yeah. forget if you wanna kill it. <laughs> yeah, and, and just so like people who are listening understand this, this is like the most insane thing is that this pawn shop owner <laughs> when he comes across I think it's after he gets attacked by the leprechaun. In the very beginning, he pops in a leprechaun CD-ROM <laughs> that acts as an interactive sort of like encyclopedia about leprechaun lore and like teaches yeah. them. And he's like learning actively about like mm-hmm. all like the rules. Um, it's the most insane thing. So everybody just references it throughout the movie. They all so, watch the film. All- oh my god. And it's a it's a good thing that like the Baba Yaga didn't attack him because he had just sold that CD ROM mere hours ago. <laughs> Close call. I mean, we should say that like um, the the pawn shop owner, whose whose name is is Gupta, um, very very sensitively portrayed character. Very, oh, truly. Very sensitively <laughs> portrayed by an Argentinian actor named Marcelo Tubert. Um, oh, this dude is like. This guy is the Rasputin of Leprechaun movies because the amount of times that he should have been killed by the Leprechaun but just yeah. hangs around long enough mm-hmm. for there to be like 
there's like a gulf where like before the leprechaun tries to start killing him again they're kind of just shooting the shit for a little while like there, there's a mutual respect a little bit a little <laughs> yeah, bit there is game recognized game <laughs> Well, I, I very much identify with the character of, of Gupta because, like him, I, too, am here to experience pain and get on the computer and nothing else. Oh, no. Also, much like Gupta, I would just stay in the pawn shop and not exit. <laughs> not go eight feet to the front door of the establishment Why and leave. Why would you leave? Can't be bothered. Can't He's be bothered. got shit to do. He has business deals to enact. And, you know... I mean... Definition of the sunk cost myth, because he's nine toes, <laughs> one ear, and he's like, I'm going to get that gold, though. <laughs> I got to figure this out. And then he takes this one thing that's keeping him safe, the medallion, which, like, like singes the leprechaun's eyes yeah. when you hold it up. And he's like, you can have it. I'm like, wait. I feel like, I feel like that's maybe the one thing you should hang on to. Like, Don't give that one up. <laughs> oh it's so good it's so so and the leprechaun's just like yeah let's yeah let's yeah, do deal. it and then he's like i <laughs> did lie <laughs> and it's just that's it he just lied and that's enough oh my god <laughs> leprechauns do be lying yeah no, that's so bad. i know these movies uh try not to faint <clears throat> don't have like the greatest critical reputation right um and so we we went in. It, I know it, it's kind of hard to believe. Um, did we watch the same? Did we? You know what though? I don't. Is it unfair to say I don't think this deserves a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Is it at this zero? Has a zero. This has a last I checked. This has a zero. This um, is a good. I would argue this is like a good movie. Like, I would. I would fucking watch this again. And Max owns it, so we're all going well, to Max's. No, Becky, yeah, I own it. So come on over. Uh. Party at Spinelli's. <laughs> yeah, I rescind my offer. PJ, if you're in the city, don't do my show. We're watching Leprechauns. <laughs> we're hosting an illegal screening. The, the fine, fine people at Trimark are going to sue us blind. Um, this, this is my new hour and 38 set. Just screening the film Leprechaun 3. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it's just because, like, on this podcast, we get, like, conditioned by these movies to the point that we get, like, protective of, like, well, hey, no, that's not how the Honey movies are supposed to work, or something like that. But I'm, <laughs> especially knowing that this director comes back for Leprechaun 4, um, someone who feels like he really, um... really, like gets mm. the recipe of what's funny about these movies and how you can make a movie that comes from like something you riffed on with your friends as a joke before you started being like hey wait a second i've got an idea for the opening i've got the i've got an idea for the cold open of a movie where the leprechaun bursts out of someone like a chest burster what if this was <laughs> funny but i could actually sell it to you on being entertaining and freaky like i'm i'm kind of looking forward to these movies as long as Warwick is involved in them somewhere. Because now I'm, I'm like, hopeful that they're able to keep this up in a way that, like, that I didn't before. Now I think there is actually such thing as, like, a good, funny, fucked up Leprechaun movie. Now the thing I'm dreading is to see him get, like, recast. 
Um, oh, in fuck, some of the does it get recast? They, yeah. they do a gritty origin <laughs> reboot. With Christian Bale. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Wait, but the fact that the director, the same director does the next one makes me much more optimistic. Like, same, I yeah. mean, I, that makes it like, I don't know, maybe he'll invent a new kind of cinema. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> we're getting him out in space and it'll be funny. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's perfect. Is there anybody, is anybody else returned in the next one? Or is it just like the actors? None of the actors are ever the same. So far. Yeah, I don't think there's ever, at least so far, been any cast crossover, Mm -hmm. which is a bummer. I would love to see Fazio um, get some kind of space surgery to put. (laughs) But it's just half of them? Yeah. (laughs) And you'll never guess which half. (laughs) (laughs) Leprechaun 4, Fazio in space. (laughs) What if there was a a Leprechaun H2O where Jennifer Aniston comes back? Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) And she's just like, "Our nar, you splashed a leprechaun with water." <laughs> wait, wait. Does Jennifer Aniston yeah. have an Australian accent up in Brooklyn? Yeah. What's in the water up there, bro? A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> when you're in the city, that's like one of the things you learn. Max is like, hey, everyone, get ready for my Julia Roberts impression. Hi, diddly die. I am a shilling. There'll be a killing. It's me, Aaron Brockovich. (laughs) (laughs) Something's amiss in the creek. (laughs) You know what my favorite is, though? When he has the musicality and, like, the physical energy, like he's about to rhyme but doesn't. I'm like, oh, you're edging me. Like... (laughs) It's so it's so unseating. It is so destabilizing. He's just like he's like, you never believe it. One, two, three. I gotta go. Like you're like, what? <laughs> or when when it rhymes but the cadence yeah. isn't there. Sometimes you won't even rhyme, but the but the cadence is there. And I'm like, I I feel like I have to finish something and I'll never finish it. <laughs> well, when he when he fell as a doll out of the window, like all the way to the street, he fell out of the, he got stabbed in the skull and he was like, oh me, oh my, oh dear. Next time I'll take the elevator. Leprechaun doesn't even have bars. But no. there is like a pretty sick stanza battle in this when the two brothers face off if you remember and i said what this is inventive this is genre bending i've never seen anything like this (laughs) we have it's high art two terrible poets just facing off um i i i would think that normally like two people poem battling each other i would feel like that that might like give me like the, the limerick but like I, but I actually loved it. It was really good. No ick, loved it. It was you great. Don't want to get the liver ick. <laughs> My favorite part of that scene is it's right after the bifurcation of our good friend Fazio, and so everybody is you know re- freaked out, but not leaving until a second leprechaun comes in. Like there's. A- a threshold of terror. Like, I would yeah. remain in place if I saw a leprechaun murder someone, but two of them? There's two! And then they, but not only are they all stampeding out of there, they're all tripping while doing it. They all yeah, fall over. Eating shit. You're totally right. Well, they're all drunk. They're falling. The leprechaun, in his, like, normal, natural way, is just... 
you know, throwing people into the air just because he's bored. Like, like, like truly, just because he's bored, he's just causing a little bit of extra mayhem. I'm like, you already did saw someone in half, so. <laughs> it's, it's reverse. And twins. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone's just in the crowd like, zoo, zoo, zoo. <laughs> <laughs> And for my oh. next trick, can we talk about the best gag ever talked about, like ever put on television or movies, please, please. or on my computer in the YouTube version that I own? I own it. Uh, crypto, not the future. Owning Leprechaun Three—that's the investment opportunity of a lifetime. But the best gag is the the comically amazing hospital crew with the doctor talking to the oh nurse, my and he's God. like, "We have to look at the tests." To show me the test, show the me the EKG. heart exam, and it's just fuck you spelled in shamrocks, <laughs> and he's like, okay, show me the EKG, and it's just like a skipping leprechaun down, like, clicking its heels, and he's like, what is this? Cause, and he turns and goes, what is this? A joke? <laughs> Transcendent. I was like, that's so funny. Like that's like genuinely that's so, so funny. This is much Max. This is like the same energy as in the last movie. The leprechaun gets a go kart to like with like big horns on it to like like kill like the, our leads and on Obviously. the side is spray painted i want me gold <laughs> <laughs> it's giving that same energy just like a like i literally don't give a fuck what you think audience member like this is what we've decided to do <laughs> did you see that fuck you was like written out in like prints of clovers yeah it was incredible <laughs> we only see it backwards as it stretches across the frame for a second before they Art. throw it away. Art. Such a good fucking visual gag. Green oh. shit, green blood. Like, they went, they were not joking. Like, every <laughs> element of the leprechaun is, like, if a kindergartner imagined it so. <laughs> I was in movie heaven. I was so fucking happy. There's there's a billion gags like that, like like yeah. sneaky little visual gags. There's like, I mean, we mentioned it before, but there's like the slot machine in like the waiting room of the hospital. There's like Fazio's magic show where there's like people passed out drunk in like the foreground of the frame. When Scott starts to become a leprechaun and he like is really into potatoes, like <laughs> they just it. he loves yeah. us up. He just really. <laughs> And I, I just love the literalness that they have chosen, yeah. you know? Because, like, there's, like, so much, like, great acting. They're like, well, let's just, like, say fuck it with this storyline. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, I love that they, the, what this movie does multiple times, it will cut between someone being brutally murdered and then another character just, like, living their life. It's, like, literally, <laughs> like, the, him eating those potatoes, it's, like, he's literally sitting down to eat and then, like, the two mobsters are being literally bludgeoned and then back to him and she's like here's your french fries and your baked potato and your tots and he's like thank you lassie and then back to those guys just getting fucking stabbed <laughs> and then and then there's a great moment where where he like he goes thank you lassie and then he like does like a rhyme and she's like metallica oh no way what was it oh my god it was so fucking funny. white zombie yes was like, uh perfect film <laughs> yeah <laughs> Those same that that same thing you're talking about, Max, happens w with like cutting to the mob guys as well. Like while the casino boss is getting fucked to death by a robot, it cuts to the two mob guys debating like what underwear is best to support your balls. I like to hang loose. Really, I like a little support. Yeah, <laughs> so good. 
Oh, amazing. Justice for Mitch, though. Justice for Mitch. Yeah, he's a good, he's a really good guy. He's a really good guy. The Mitch Innocence Project. Well, how about when he says to the sex robot, the fembot, he says, you want my heat-seeking moisture missile, don't you? <laughs> I was like, okay, well, that was that was written at least. <laughs> that, one, that one wasn't Mitch. That one, he didn't come up with that one. I know Mitch, not Mitch. That's, that's from the book. That one was that one's <laughs> true. True to the book in that in that regard. Can I tell you something? This is this is the weirdest thing I've ever well actuallyed someone about on this podcast. <laughs> oh no. Apparently that was that was from the actor. Shut that up! was no, that was something no. the director was so excited about. <laughs> That's how you win this director's heart is you're like, "Hey, so I'm fucking this robot. I got an idea for a lion." And this Australian director goes, Oi, that's great, buddy. I don't know how Australian <laughs> people talk." Wait, did Jennifer Anderson direct it? <laughs> <laughs> Australian film icon. She started the first one and then she was like, I want to get more behind the camera. <laughs> She's just an EP on In Space. <laughs> she was just so proud of being part of this series. They couldn't keep her away. Yeah, no, she still can't shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> and you see a lot of Leprechaun Easter eggs in We're the Millers. Like she really tries to. Wait, Leprechaun Easter eggs? <laughs> oh. <laughs> My head explodes. <laughs> Should we, uh, wrap? How are we feeling? I do have the, the little detail that the guy who plays Scott, his name is John Gatons. Um, this was like his second or third movie. Don't know if you can tell. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't know if you can see through that invisible transformative This is his 400th. <laughs> yeah. interpretation of an irish person though <laughs> no yeah he's been doing that for a while he was part of the uh the original broadway cast of leprechaun 3 and when they made the movie <laughs> adaptation they knew i i don't care if he looks older we've got to get him back um, <laughs> no he um he goes on to be a really successful screenwriter like he he oh. warmly credits this movie as being like a really valuable film school for him where he got to learn a lot about film production, about writing, about what good direction looks like, about all the parts of- From this film. From this film. <laughs> he, uh, he goes on to be um, a very fucking successful screenwriter who did like weirdly a lot of like inspirational sports dramas. He did like Coach Carter, uh, Hardball with Keanu Reeves. He does Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. The one he gets nominated for a fucking Oscar for is uh, the guy who plays Scott wrote the script for Flight with Denzel Washington. Holy shit. Yes. He is an Oscar nominated screenwriter who is. It's a great movie. It's like a solid fucking movie. He's happy to come back and do an interview about Leprechaun 3 and about what a fucking great time he had working on That's this. That's cool, though, to become a writer after that and then look at you, like, acting in, like, this super fun movie. I would go to every interview. Oh, you know 100%. what I mean? Yeah, that's, like, that's yeah. like so fun just to relive the, your, the good old days. <laughs> like, yeah. a, a psychotic episode in your life. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's, like, that's so charming that he went yeah. from this to... 
to something like that. That's wild. I actually didn't like Flight, but I respect him for writing it. <laughs> I didn't even realize you were racist, but that is fun that, <laughs> that you brought it up. That's crazy. Yeah, I've been out in a while, so. <laughs> so I've done a lot of growing in the past year. <laughs> um, so there's a weird undercurrent of Hollywood royalty in the leprechaun, like, mythos. Because in the first one, obviously, stars Jennifer Aniston. The second one... This fucked me up. I found out it was directed by Timothy Chalamet's uncle, I think. <laughs> You're telling me Chalamet was the product of nepotism? <laughs> <laughs> I'm quitting the biz. I'm out. <laughs> but he's so authentic. <laughs> his uncle is. <laughs> it's, it's so unfortunate when you like think that he's got it on talent, then you realize they're just born on Army Hammer's inner plate. And it's like, okay, <laughs> like, it just happens. <laughs> oh, I miss Army. <laughs> bring him back. <laughs> uh, bring that guy back. Let's have a meal. I'm hungry for more. <laughs> <laughs> This one was good. Like, this one was... I Max, I really wish you had the context for what, like, why I can say that, like, so proudly and so strongly. Because, mm-hmm. like, I was the hater, you know? Like, I was the hater for, like, this whole series, pretty much. Right. Because mm-hmm. the first one, like, it was, like, bad in a way that's boring. Like, it wasn't even, like, so bad mm-hmm. it's funny. It was, like, boring. And then in the second one, it was, like, I, I liked it, but it wasn't blowing me away. This one... I mean, I'll, I'll show it to my kids <laughs> <laughs> on Max's laptop. <laughs> I'm an owner. <laughs> <laughs> you own like property in a way. <laughs> yeah, I'm an investor of of sorts. <laughs> Buy Leprechaun Three on YouTube. They're not making any more of it. <laughs> Next time you see an interview about this movie, about the making of it, I will be weighing in. Which, like, as like as like one of the financiers, as like the money behind it. I... <laughs> Leprechaun 3 historian Max Spinelli. <laughs> uh, incredible. Oh my gosh. Uh, the ending is hilarious as well. They went out with a bang. Oh, because 100. it's amazing. Just like a very 90s ending that didn't make any sense. But like, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. It's like. What is the last the, line? The, the last thing that happens oh, is like, God. she has the magic coin. It's like Scott and Tammy out front after she was assaulted and he turned into a leprechaun <laughs> in front of people and everyone ran out. And he was like, and she was like, I guess we could make a wish and like have everything we want. And he was like, what do you want? And she was like, me? I have everything I want. And then that's it. She says that to the 18-year-old baby boy that she met six hours ago. She goes, me? No wishes needed here. And that's it. She gave up on her magician's career, actually, right then. Like, she wanted her own act, but now she has a boyfriend, and that's what really matters. <laughs> but Scott says something absolutely insane at the end. Do you remember what it was? It was like... What does he say? He quotes Casablanca. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's yeah. like, I think this is the start of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> like, it's like, fuck? what? <laughs> no, you're my boyfriend. I <laughs> 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 don't just want to be friends. <laughs> now that she's seen him in his prime in his lep mode, there's mm. she can't she can't be just friends with a guy no. after seeing him like that. Like he friend zoned her after all that. <laughs> <laughs> after going potato mode. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tammy, man. I mean. Lee Armstrong is, like, one of the examples of someone who was done with acting after this movie. 
there there's an interview with the writer of this where he goes lee armstrong uh does not do acting anymore i hope that isn't my fault <laughs> oh, God. that's tammy yeah 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 that's tammy it sounds like of all the people who worked on this she might have been the one who was like least in on the bit least in on the kind of movie that she, she was in she had a tough job she had to be like yeah. half naked the whole time mm-hmm. and having to like sort of go through you know in, in an acting sense like mm-hmm. an assault for this movie might not feel worth <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> yeah no I think, though, like, I think she has some work in this that's worth being... Oh, my God. I thought she was no, great. No, she's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm Becky, you mentioned her reaction to the assault and dealing with it is incredible. It just sucks that literally 60 seconds later, they're at the elevator and she's like, Scott, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you for defending me. <laughs> she's like, wait, there's something about this. <laughs> I feel so much better. <laughs> I'm actually good now. She's just like by by the time this movie is like in act 3, she's like the last sane person in this entire mm-hmm. universe. Um and and is like trying to save and protect Scott. Um and I I don't know. I think I think she shoulders that like like pretty pretty capably in this weird universe. I even think like what's probably not the most fun thing for an actor to do is play the scenes where she's like under the leprechaun spell and like horny for mitch but it it does make those scenes a lot funnier that it feels like she is being sarcastic for the entire oh, the whole thing. time like she's yeah, making yeah. fun of him for every step of i it. loved it so much like it was like she like put it on a hundred like she like yeah. <laughs> she was not phoning it in and it made it so funny and like like, I'm just going to do it for one second because I want everyone to know mm-hmm. this little thing where she's like, come on, Mitchie. <laughs> Mitchie, I like it tough. And you're like, oh, my God, you don't like it tough. You want to get out of there. <laughs> she slaps him around in the elevator. Oh, it's delicious. God bless this movie. I think overall we're all better for it. We're smarter. We're quicker. After having seen this, I'm a better filmmaker now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A worse podcaster, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> uh, I love, yeah, I love this movie. I do. Yeah, I just like uh, got a bunch of emails about bills that uh, somehow got paid off. I'm not in credit card debt anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God, my boyfriend just proposed. <laughs> <laughs> Wish granted. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, do we want to give it a rating? Um, I would. I'd give it an eight out of ten. Um, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was around seven or eight myself. Um, and uh, John, wait. Uh, our our friend from the last one. Uh, so at the end, we're trying a new bit. We had a ranking. We had a bit where we tried to rank the movies that we hadn't seen. And especially with Leprechaun, that just turned into, like, the five minutes at the mm-hmm. end of the podcast or us just saying numbers one through eight, but, like, out of order. Um, with no basis for why we thought one was going to be better mm-hmm. than the other. <laughs> but lately we've started uh, going to the IMDb user review section, <laughs> and I've found this one guy, Jacob John Taylor One, who seems to haunt the Leprechaun series IMDb user reviews like a ghost. Because he was the one I brought up last time saying, like, it is not a 4.3. So he's back. 
I lot better than you may think. This yep. is a great movie. 4.8 is just underrating it. The original <laughs> Leprechaun is better. Mm-hmm. Leprechaun 2 is also better. The sixth Leprechaun movie, Leprechaun movie, Leprechaun Back to the Hood is also better. Mm-hmm. But still, this is a great movie. It is very scary. It has a great storyline. It also has great acting. It also has great special effects. It is very scary. It is a four. It is not a 4.8. It is an 8. I can't not believe people do not like this movie. <laughs> It is one of the scariest movies from 1995. This movie is scarier than A Nightmare on Elm Street, and that is not easy to do. <laughs> it's terrifying. Wait, this is for Leprechaun 3? Yes. He literally did the same exact format for his last one on Leprechaun 2. He was like... <laughs> he said Leprechaun 2 is the scariest movie of 1994. Bold stance. I love it. Yeah, no, it's controversial, to be fair. Yeah. Um, oh my god! So Max, any any last thoughts? Any takeaways? How do you feel having come out of this experience? Um, for this story of myth versus men, I give this <laughs> film a perfect ten. Um, oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, I'm obsessed with you. Dude, quit comedy. Start poetry. <laughs> I am going into it. I'm gonna be a slam. Leprechaun poet. Uh, <laughs> the, the the Emily Dickinson of the IMDb user review section. No, this was a wonderful experience. Um, I uh, thank you so much for for putting me through this. Thank you for for, for um, allowing me to buy into history. Um, I am so sorry. It's nice to finally have my piece of the pie. You know yes, I mean? yes. I I feel I feel good. I uh, feel I can't better. wait. Yeah, I will. I can't wait to listen to the next episode because I want to know where the franchise goes. Yeah, we will. We'll be talking about it for months, literally months to come. Yes. How many? How many are there? Are there? How many are there? Are there eight or nine? There are eight of these Great. movies. Great. And you've committed to doing each. Oh, yeah. What was your favorite franchise that you've done? Mm. That's a good question. That's a great question. For me, it's The Mummy. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's a perfect, perfect film. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Favorite, yeah. yeah. I might have been Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea was there great. There are three of those movies. Yeah. They, made, yeah. they made two more? Yeah, yeah. There are three Deep Blue Seas. Does, does Samuel it, Jackson ever come back? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> In the third one, he's they the shark. find a way. Honestly, using <laughs> Leprechaun, like, logic, he could. <laughs> like, he could yes. just come back. He's the voice of the shark. <laughs> Is LL Cool J in, like, more than the first one? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. It's a new cast every time, and they're using sharks to solve new problems every time. Like, in the second one, they're basically using shark brains to make uh, Vivants instead of, good. like, curing Alzheimer's. <laughs> like the third one is so good, too. The third Deep Blue Sea, like, I genuinely would. And that's, like, the that's what we love about the podcast mm. is literally, like, falling in love with the third of a movie that no one watched the first one of like uh like i feel like we we loved honey four with um Mm -hmm. shit who was the lead of that tiana taylor yeah she's incredible and i feel like no other living soul has seen it like there's no reviews on it like Mm -hmm. it's just like it's just so fun to discover like I never would have known Leprechaun 3 would steal my heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh Peach, what's gosh. your favorite? Is it hack to say that it's probably Spy Kids? No, not at all. No. That's I mean, I, I love so many that we've done. 
Um, and I, I think I have series where like, I like the episodes we recorded on it better than Spy Kids, but like, but talking about Spy Kids was so fun. Talking mm-hmm. about Spy Kids mm-hmm. was yeah. was so fun. It made me so excited to do this podcast where I get to do like. Mm-hmm fucking critical theory on mm-hmm. spy kids to the island of lost dreams where we can do <laughs> oh like my gosh. the steve buscemi speech that just kind of that, that had no business being in a child's film oh yeah was like, do you think god like, just left the world <laughs> like and every kid is like is that true <laughs> i want that line tattooed on my body in screenplay format like i want it it's to be like so the name romero like centered in aerial font and uh, then underneath. absolutely that's good i'll get it with you um, <laughs> i also spy kids big for representation as a living thumb to see myself on screen <laughs> You never thought you'd see the day, right? I never thought I'd see someone that looks like me on screen. As a as a yossified lady thumb nurse, um, it's been so valuable to get your perspective on Leprechaun Three to kind of yeah, yeah, elevate your you. voice in the space. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was seeing this and I was like, "Good for Max." You know? <laughs> Um, well, oh Max, you're a, you're a gem and a star. You're our king and our guest. So thank you for being here. We had a fucking blast. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you want to plug? Yeah. Um, I, my podcast is called the We Were Had podcast. It's a mystery podcast, true crime stuff. Ooh. Um, yeah, if, you, if anybody's interested, go ahead. Do it. Go, go right ahead. Go now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. I will absolutely be listening. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I wish I had a Casablanca quote. I haven't seen it. Okay, I can't end on a Casablanca quote. I, w- I'm not an actual cinephile. Well, kid, it looks like this is the beginning of the highest-selling direct-to-video movie of 1995. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, bud. Dead Horse is hosted by Becky Granger, Dixon Cashwell, and PJ Audenzia. We'd like to thank Max Huffman for our podcast art, so please go to his website at maxhuffman.com and order his book, Cover Not Final. For episode updates, follow us on Instagram at deadhorsepodcast. And please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help. And if you want to have fun, you know what to do. Go to youtube.com and rent Leprechaun 3 for about $2.99. It might be $3.99 in HD. Dum dilly doo, day dilly day day. I let you eat the day to dum dilly doo.